If I'm ever not home one day for an extended period of time and you get super bored, please feel free to surf the internet for pornography. Oh. Hudson keeps talking about wanting to see the statue of King Kamanawanalea, whatever is it, King uh, oh. King Kama 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 Chameleon. Uh, hey, it's uh, time for the Bitter Spilled Stand class. I'm in my garage. You know, I sit in my garage in Los Angeles, California, under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. And uh, and I babble into this microphone. Basically, what has happened is uh, I, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Really, for the most part. Let's not kid ourselves here. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I've been a stay-at-home dad now for uh, 11 uh, years. It was going well, I would say, for about the first five and then it's really been downhill after that. At a certain point, I think you just lose yourself and uh, go insane. Or at least I did. I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't know what your experience uh, has been, would be, might have been. I have no idea. All I know is I, I, I lost it. Uh, luckily, that coincided, uh, give or take, with uh, the beginning of these recordings. And, and, and here we go with the bitter spill. So, so yeah, I'm in my garage. Here in beautiful uh, California, it's gorgeous outside. It's absolutely perfect. And uh, I'm sitting in a drywall box. And then from here, I will go immediately into the house. I will be outdoors for about 10 seconds. Four seconds. The walk from here to the house will be about four seconds. And then I'll sit in there all day. I'll probably even eat my lunch in there, even though, again, it's perfect outside. Southern California, it's, it's whatever the perfect temperature is, that, that's the temperature right now. In all seriousness, it's probably whatever, whatever it is, 72.5, 75.4, I don't know, zero humidity, maybe a slight breeze, birds, you know, just enough wildlife to keep it interesting, but no bugs. We don't go for that bugs. A few uh, bees, but if I keep the clover at bay... See, because the clover will make these little flower things, these little white puffballs of flower. As long as I keep those little things off the lawn, we're, we're good to go. We've got this brand new table out in the back. We've got this cement slab in the back. It's a cement rectangle upon which we have, uh, you know, our, our barbecue. What do you call it? Do you call it a barbecue, by the way? Let's, let's, t- let's pause for a moment. Let's hold on. That's very important. Do you have a device? I mean, I've already tainted your brain, so it's too late. But do you own a device that you keep out of doors that you use to grill meats and occasionally vegetables, uh, maybe soy-based, you know, like tofu? I don't know what you do on yours. But it's either, listen, it's either... Right, a grill, a barbecue, a cooker, a, 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 a well, no, because a smoker, that's a whole different thing, though, isn't it? What do you, let me, like, seriously, man to man, man to woman, woman to woman. What do you call that? What do you call it? Not what do I call it. You know what I call it. What do you call it? That thing that you probably keep outside, it is most likely used, uh, you, you know, by the man of the house to burn meat and sometimes vegetables out of doors, hamburgers, chicken, 
Slabs of beef. What do you call that? Now I'm going to tell you what I call it. Now, you've already decided, right? Write this down. Write it down so I don't taint your-ness, okay? Okay, you're, you're ready. You got it written down. Fold it in half. Turn it over. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Now, I call it either the grill or the barbecue. The grill, because that's what I do. I grill things on it. It's called the grill or the barbecue. Now, for whatever reason, my lovely bride uh, uh, calls it the cooker. Now, do you call it the cooker? Is there, is it, do I just, I, I guess it makes sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. It makes perfect sense because you know what? We call the dishwasher the dishwasher. We call the washing machine the washing machine. Do we ever call it the clothes washer? No. Well, maybe see, maybe we're getting into something because we don't call it the, you know, put it in the clothes washer because that sounds like 1940s. Put it in the clothes washer, Martha. Put it in the clothes tumbler. Put it in the device that puts warm water in with the clothes and spins them around so they fall in the warm air. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Is it some weird 1940s of the cooker? Really? Get the vacuumer. Get the get the the manually propelled suction device that we we drag along the carpeting. There's just something about anyway. I di- I've digressed, and it's not that I want to complain about. I actually want you to call me or write me and talk me down from this. I want you to call and say, "Well, Dan, actually, uh, a lot of people call it a cooker. You're just the psychopath, Dan. It's a, it's quite rational." To refer to that thing that you're referring to, that Weber thing or the chart, yours is a char broil. Maybe you could call it a broiler. I don't know. Is it an outdoor broiler? I have no idea. Dan, it's perfect. Please, dear Dan, even if it's not true, even if it's complete fiction that you completely agree with me and think my wife is off base here just a tiny bit, because it's not really, but I, seriously, do me this favor. Shoot me an email. Or a Facebook message, whatever, however, whatever your favorite thing is, call 888-315-5753 and just go, hey, Dan, no, in fact, uh, we call it a cooker here. And maybe see where you're from, you know what I mean? Just say, oh, yeah, here in uh, Arlington, in West Des Moines, wherever you are, we call it a cooker all the time. Dude, dude, don't, don't worry about it. Have a happy summer. Just could you please just do that? But I won't, I, I probably, uh, and, uh, today, you know what I'm going to do? Today I'm going to try like hell to eat outside. Eat dine al fresco. We have this brand new pottery barn. I think it's pottery barn. Pottery barn? Crate and barrel? There is a difference, I know. And one of them is where we bought the table and one of them is not. It must be crate and barrel. I don't know. The, we went to a store and bought a table and a bunch of chairs. It was expensive and they delivered them. And, I th- and I'm not going to bore you with the details of this story because I think you know how it goes. You go to the store with your whole family, right? And then you somehow are the one that has to keep the kids from breaking everything while your wife get the table, which is fine. We we looked at it together. I said, yeah, that looks awesome. It does. It looks awesome. It's, it's made out of that, that strange new space age wood that isn't wood. It's really plastic, but it looks like wood. And it really does look like wood. I mean, it's kind of 
kind of crazy. So it's got a steel frame, and then it looks like wood slats. And we bought that with some chairs to go with it, and then a big umbrella, and it costs $37,000. Not really, but it felt like it was about $37,000. And 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 then they have to deliver it because, you know, you, you don't just go to the shopping center and, and then walk away with $37,000 worth of fake wood. It must be delivered. And then... So it must be delivered on a day where you thought you were going to be home and then you're not home and your wife's home and the stuff's all too heavy so she didn't unpack it. They unpacked the umbrella because she was worried about putting the umbrella together but they didn't unpack the table and then when you unpack the table you realize it's got a big ding in it because it's just a table in a box that some jackasses put on a truck and drove to your house and then they pulled it off a truck and it's going to get dinged. And if you've been listening to this show long enough and I pray... They haven't. You remember when we bought our dining room table and it was delivered, I think, five times. Why, as an American, we expect things to be made in China or India, Tibet, wherever these things are made, and and then they can travel. I mean, isn't that kind of irrational, honestly? To be a somewhat sober individual, somewhat rational, uh, functional adult, and expect that something could, Right? could make it here from China or Taiwan or wherever things are built because it's not here, kiddo. You think the table that you buy at Crate and Barrel made out of faux wood plastic is from New Jersey? Well, yeah, it's from New Jersey, but it's right. It maybe came into the country in New Jersey. But trust me, it's from Bangladesh. So then you've got to get a nung, right? another table that's come here from China that's been sitting in a warehouse getting kicked around by a bunch of non-labor, non-union labor. And it's got to come over. And then you just, and basically what happens is eventually you just get worn down and you're, right, your effort line. I think we talked about this last time or time before. You have an effort line where you're like, effort. This is apparently within, right, reasonable, like if a table is going to get here from China, Made out of fake wood and steel frame, this is apparently about as much dingness as that I'm going to need to tolerate before I lose my sanity. So, so we have a table. It's got a little, not a big, but a little in, in one of the ends. But it was reasonable. And plus, listen, anything you buy, just you got to be rational about this. Or maybe I'm a little too rational about this because I'm this way about even automobiles. Although... Well, we'll talk about the car in a second, I guess. Do we, do we need to? Because it makes me sad. Anything you purchase that is going to live the majority, if not all of its life, out of doors, I mean, how, how picky about it can you really get? Right? How emotional can I really get about my Bangladeshi table if it's going to be outdoors? Because outdoors, is it's going to get the sun just beating down on it all day long. Occasional rain. And the constant peppering of this jet fuel, dust, goo, stuff, whatever that black stuff is that's over everything outside because we live under the flight path of Los Angeles International Airport. But there is a line, clearly, because the car, I told you about the car, the hood. I've told you about the hood, right? Melissa got into a little hood bender. Um, about a year or less after we bought that car. 
little stop and go traffic on the freeway and she, somebody in the butt. And then it kind of really, we had to replace, I think the radiator and the hood needed to be painted, straightened out and painted or something or replaced. Uh, no, it must've been straightened out. I don't know. But they repainted the hood. Well, the hood uh, gave up last year, last summer. And of course, because I'm such a procrastinator, it still hasn't been painted. Because who in Southern California can give up their car for five days? How would I conduct my life with no car for five days? No Melissa always says, well, you know, you can take my car. But yeah, I never know when you're suddenly going to need to go off to Santa Monica somewhere. And I'm sure it's not going to drive you to Santa Monica and then drive back here and then go to pick you up. Is that how people do it? You just sort of start driving your spouse around? That, just, that sounds like nowhere, man. But I think that's what I'm going to have to do because now the hood is almost white. You know, like you see those beater cars that has the white hood, and the white top. Like it's turning into that. It's turning into that and pieces are falling off. The other day, now I think I already told you that these two other pieces came off that kind of are like, uh, how do you describe it? Like there's the hood. And then you go, like if you're standing in front of the car, there's the hood and then down a little lower, right? You got the grill. And on the sides of the grill are the lights. And then a little below that is like, let's say the chin of the car. You got the left half of the chin, the right half. The chin has fallen off both sides. The car's chin has is gone. And one of the VW emblems on the wheel has come off. It's just gone. I mean, I don't even get a chance to take them and put them back on a little super glue or nothing. They're just, it's just gone. No, the Kelly Blue Book on this POS, and I'm sorry, I, I guess I liked it when we bought it. The Kelly Blue Book on this thing on a good day is about $5,500. And I'm going to spend, what, a grand getting the hood painted and the chin put back on and the emblem? I mean, it's literally, it's probably going to be a grand. I, I don't, I, I need to drive it off a cliff. So let, let's talk about a couple things that I saw in the news because uh, I need to, um, I need to stop talking about uh, upsetting things from my life and talk about how other people are upsetting. Does that make sense? I need to get, I need to get more uh, upsetness outside of here. Does that, uh, okay. Now this first thing I heard about actually it was a big news item, but I heard about it kind of indirectly through the non-news channels where, uh, I guess, uh, Hudson goes to school with a kid that knows a kid or whatever, whatever, whatever. But anyway, a 12-year-old boy uh, died recently, supposedly playing this thing called the choking game. Now, have you heard of the choking game? I mean, I think it's fairly self-explanatory. It's a game <laughs> where you get choked. Now, okay, Here, here's the game. Apparently, it's become quite popular in the like 11 to 12 to 16, uh, you know, uh, age group. You choke uh, yourself or your friend until you're just about to pass out, you know, for the fun of it. To get kind of a high. And apparently this kid... And I, and I know, especially because uh, I'm a father of an 11-year-old uh, boy, and this was a 12-year-old boy. My 11-year-old boy lives in Los Angeles. This, this boy lived right here in uh, Los Angeles in Santa Monica. He may even be the friend of a friend. 
the former, the late friend of a friend. I'm supposed to be particularly empathetic because I have some sort of tangential friend of a friend, uh, almost uh, connection to the mother. Listen, I'm worried to death about young people all of a sudden. I am the old man that I used to scoff at when I was 11 or 16 or whatever it is. Do we really need to take our kids aside and go, listen, don't choke yourself to death? Because it used to be pretty straightforward. It was like, hey, listen, kid, don't have sex without protection and don't do uh, drugs. But now it's don't have sex without protections. Don't do drugs. And seriously, could you just not choke yourself or your friends to death? Could you arrange to do that? And if you are going to choke each other, can you have a kind of a, like a safe word or something, a gesture, an eye roll, some sort of cry? If I, when I start to turn blue, could you stop choking my ass? First of all, and maybe part of the problem is this, 11-year-olds don't have uh, connections in the uh, S&M community. Now, the sadomasochism uh, and bondage community has this all worked out. You don't suddenly just uh, start choking the crap out of each other without some sort of procedural uh, setup. Right? You got to have... Right, safe words or motions, you got to have some sort of uh, auto-release thing or whatever. But but apparently what this young man did, and listen, uh, my heart does go out to his family. I mean, this has got to be the most horrible, surprising thing that they'll, that they, I mean, that you can't imagine it. You can't, I'm sure you can't get over it. If one of my kids was suddenly just gone, like in two days, like today they died and, and then the next day they were just gone forever, I would not recover. Ever. Now, God willing, I'm going to live another, I don't know how many years, uh, five. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like I just for the, however long I would live after that. And honestly, if one of my kids died, it probably would be less than five. Uh, I would never recover. Okay. So my heart does go out to them. But it does scare the bejesus out of me that there'd be any possible culture. I mean, this is how rich and bored we are, I guess, as Americans. Um. That you would that you would have participate in a game where you're choking each other, but also that this kid is is he's home alone and doesn't think anything of you know what I'm gonna do? I'm home alone, I'm kinda bored. I've just had it up to here with World of Warcraft and Facebook and Pong and whatever the hell kids are doing. I've seen Avatar on my home Blu-ray DVD player fifty thousand times. I'm sick of my flying lessons and my personal masseuse. I'm gonna get a rope. Out of the garage. Because this is really the only thing in life left is a near-death experience. Everything else has become so blasé. I'm going to get a rope out of the garage. I'm going to take it into the kitchen. And I'm going to, you know, essentially hang myself. And I point out that it's in the kitchen because... To this young man, and, and from all reports, listen, this was a very smart young man. I mean, really incredibly smart, articulate, bright, on it kid. But something about the culture of this game or our society, I don't know what's going on, that he didn't think anything of doing it in the kitchen. Do you understand what I mean? Like, maybe I'm making too big a deal out of the context, but... But if this was something that I was worried about, maybe didn't want my friends to know that I was, uh, you know, kind of choky choking myself. And they're, and they're saying that they have no expectation that this was er auto-erotic. Okay. 
that this was a, a, a right the a below the waist thing, right? There's no right. They've ruled out suicide and autoerotic asphyxiation. They're just saying the kid choked himself out, but all the way out. But but clearly, what I'm saying is, doing it in the kitchen shows that this kid really wasn't ashamed or embarrassed by the fact that he was going to choke himself to get high. This was a perfectly normal thing to do. Which really leads me to believe, so listen, did, did the school know that they were doing this? Did the other parents know that they were doing this? Did the, does his parents know that he's doing this choking thing because he's doing it in the kitchen? Do you know all, all the things I did as a teenager that I sure as uh, didn't do in the kitchen? I didn't do anything in the kitchen, but maybe uh, use the phone. That's it. I used the phone in the kitchen because, you know, I, I grew up back in uh, 19, you know, where there was a phone in there. There was a phone in the kitchen in my mom and dad's room. And that was it. Until the day that I cracked the wall open in my room and took the phone that I stole from my grandparents' house when they passed away and hot-wired it into the wall by myself, there was only two, right? There were only two places in the entire house that you can make a phone call. And maybe that's the crux of the whole thing is wireless phones in the home. I have no idea. All I know is that um, this kid felt perfectly relaxed getting a rope out of wherever they keep rope. I assume the garage. God, uh, right? Maybe they keep the rope in the kitchen. Maybe that's part of the problem. Listen, folks, dear America, dear English-speaking world, do not keep rope in your kitchen. Or your child will uh, hang themselves with it. But it's scary as a parent because... I guess because I, you know, we've all been through our teenage years. So you've been in those situations where someone's trying to, you know, there's drinking, there is drugs, there's unsafe driving, there's unsafe uh, doing this and doing that, unsafe climbing of trees, unsafe, uh, right? You're trying to get people to have intimate relations with you that you maybe shouldn't. They're trying to get you to have intimate relations with them, right? All that stuff. And now we've got choking. Did we not learn anything from Michael Hutchins and David Carradine and all these other people? I mean, I, I, I feel a little ridiculous because within the next couple of days, I, I need to sit down with my son and go, okay, listen. Are your friends, you know, just humor me. Are you guys choking each other? Are you guys doing that? Are you right? Grabbing each other around the neck? No. Because if you're going to do it, could you do it in a way so when you pass out, like if you ever, son, dear son, dear son, if I'm ever not home one day for an extended period of time and you get super bored, please feel free to surf the internet for pornography. Maybe invite one of the neighbor girls over to fool around, smoke a little pot. I don't care. But dude, seriously. Dear son, please do not engage in dangerous asphyxiatory practices ever. Remember when you were young, son, and we told you not to put a plastic bag over your head? That kind of goes for rope, too. Never put yourself. I, I, mean, I thought this was kind of one of the golden rules. Never put yourself in a situation where you're trying to get yourself to almost pass out. 
And uh, and then and then inherent in that situation is if you just happen to slip and completely pass out, that you don't continue to get choked. The idea is right. Isn't there some sort of way to choke yourself, and then you'd pass out and then stop being choked? Because all I know is any time in a movie, when you see someone hang themselves, it's actually a fairly complex situation. They have to tie the rope in such a way. That, and they're trying to hang themselves. They, you have to hang the rope in such a way that you hang from it. And then, you know, there's time to stop. I mean, that's why people do it in the movies, and I guess, I assume in real life too, with the chair. The chair that you kick over that you can't then reset up with your foot as you're dangling there having second thoughts about the fact that you're choking to death. In karate class, uh, just last week, Maybe it was two weeks ago. We were doing this thing where um, we would choke each other. I admit it. I admit. Okay, listen. I admit it. I pay uh, money to go somewhere in my bathrobe and get choked. But folks, it's it sucks. It sucks. Getting choked sucks. That's why we were trying to right grown men trying to pay right. We're trying to learn how to not get choked. And here are these kids choking each other. I don't get it. Eighty-two deaths. From the choking game since 1995. 82. Here's what, here's, here's, here's what it's, first of all, it's called the choking game. When it's on the, this is the kid level. You understand? The choking game. It's also known as blackout, rocket ride, flatliner. Yeah, wonder why it's called flatliner. Uh, attention children. If you're playing a game that's called flatliner, jackass. You might want to back off. Uh, the fainting game. Space monkey. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Let's play space monkey. Oh, space monkey. That sounds good. How, well, how do you play it? Well, I grab you around the throat and choke you till you knock out. But it's, it feels great for you. Knockout and the funky chicken. Now listen. The funky chicken is not knocking yourself out or your friends out. The funky chicken is a dance from the 70s. And if we start, right, polluting my past and my culture, the funky chicken, my memories of seeing the Jackson 5 flap their elbows around, we got a problem. I think the game should be called Flatliner, and let's just leave it at that, shall we? All right, that's it for uh, this uh, installment of The Bitter's Pill. Thank you so much. If you want to give me a call, it's 3... No, it's uh, 888-315-5753. And you've been listening to the shorter, freer version of The Bitter's Pill. If you'd like to uh, sign up to be a premium pill subscriber and get the whole hour of... Uh, 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 every time. This time, uh, I don't know what you heard and what you didn't hear, but I talked about... Um, you know, there's chocolate-flavored formula now for toddlers. Who needs that? I, that's just wrong. 11 to 16-year-olds are dying because they're choking themselves to death like they're David Carradine on a, a lonely night. I don't I, You know, I don't know what's happening. 
somehow we managed to almost peel my daughter's face off in Hawaii, and I was unable to clear uh, pictures off of a digital camera. Then, that, that, you know what? For me, as a, a bit of a geeky guy-ish, kind of, somewhat, that's embarrassing. And then we went on a big old hike uh, in Hawaii uh, to a black sand beach. Um, and we walked a mile to a big gray rock. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's what you think. All right, anyway, um, but but uh, irregardless, as the, they say, and then I say irregardless isn't a word, and then they don't hear me because they don't really say it out loud, irregardless. Irregardless. Um, Good afternoon, my cousin Dan. It's your cousin River. Um, listen to one of the many wonderful podcasts. And being as uh, I am a restaurant owner, uh, I thoroughly loved your restaurant take. And little suggestion for you and everyone out there. Uh, what restaurant owners do is we is that when we go out to dinner, we don't make reservations. We eat at the bar. You walk up, especially if you're with someone you don't have to talk to because you're not looking at them, you're sitting next to them. Go to the bar, sit down, no reservations. You got a, a, a person, a bartender that's, uh, that's captured to be serving you, always within eye reach. Eat well and leave when you want. So it's a little, uh, little piece of advice for you and your 12 uh, listeners. And, uh, but the rest was, was, was really quite funny. Um, as far as bread service, that's quite cool. I happen to love our bread service because at the end when we have bread left over, we have to throw it away, and it just, it's just a little it's a little rough. All right, man. Take care. Love you. Hope all in your life is miserable. Talk to you soon. Listen, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. As always, uh, it's been The Bitter Spill. I'm Dan Class. Tell a friend. Uh, write me at pill at danclass.com or uh, go to thebitterspill.com uh, or uh, Facebook or uh, Twitter or uh, I'm hungry. What time is it? Is it my lunchtime? Let's have lunch. You want to have lunch? Okay, let's do lunch. Okay.